Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. and introduce my guest for today. So she's the founder of the Woman Who Achieves Academy. She hosts networking events, awards, retreats. She's a podcaster. She's the creator of many opportunities for the people in her community. She does a lot. She's such a lot. She's an avid football fan and she's a lover of fabulous shoes. It's Sandra Garlic, MBE, no less. Hi. Well, thank you for that fabulous introduction. I'm thinking, who's she talking about? <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people say that when I read off that. But like, yeah, that's that's a really good introduction. I was like, how do you get a chance to actually do anything? I didn't even mention the fact that you go on holiday a lot and you're a doggy mama and a gran as well. <laughs> okay, so my first question to the guests is always, how high is your vibe right now on a scale of one to ten? I think it's Friday, so it's an 11. It's oh, a- yes, it yeah. is a Friday. Yes, excellent, excellent. Any particular reason other than that it's Friday? No, I just think I'm in a really good place right now. I've got a holiday looming. You know, I've got myself in a good place internally as well. I've been working a lot on my sort of health, nutrition, exercise, and I think it's really, really paying dividends now, and I'm feeling in it. In it, it spring is on its way. It is, isn't it? Although it is quite cold today I will say but yeah I saw some daffodils this morning and I said to Gareth daffodils just make me really happy they're just a happy flower and they're really cheap aren't they as well I know it's it, it and it's when you start to see the flowers and you start to see the blossom on the trees it, it just gives me I know some people prefer autumn but I'm definitely a spring summer person yeah, definitely yeah, me too. we like the sun don't we that's absolutely. the thing absolutely cool so I know you've got a really varied interesting background so in a in a potted history give us some of your background some of the things that you've done and leading up to and then how you decided to start the woman who achieves academy oh well I'll give you the short version <laughs> yeah you know, I could go on for hours, but basically left school with no qualifications or very little. I opted for easy subjects in school, art, you know, okay. cu- cookery, oh, cookery, yeah, yeah, English literature because you got to go to the theatre, French because you got to go and do wine tasting, all those sort of subjects you didn't need yeah. to really study for. So, yeah, and then soon realised that actually I might need a few qualifications to get anywhere in my life and hopped around from job to job, mainly a, a lot big sales background, a lot in sales and marketing. Okay. And then I suddenly got to the stage where I'd walked out of my marriage with my two young boys in tow, two suitcases, two beanbags and no income and thought <laughs> I've got to do something with my life. Yeah. Popped into the careers office. Now I'd always wanted to be a doctor oh. or lawyer or a teacher and I opted at that stage to go into teaching because I thought I'll get all the school holidays with the kids 
And it was quite funny because I did some teaching practice and very soon realised I didn't like other people's children. So, <laughs> I'm with you on that. And I couldn't be a doctor because I, I was useless at science and biology and all those sorts of things. So it left me with lawyer. So I thought, right, I'll do that. So I then had a conversation with somebody and they said, well, it's going to take you eight years because you haven't actually got any qualifications. I said, um... I, can, I can do that. So eight years is a bit of a long time. And this is where I think I first started to sort of use goal setting. Mm-hmm. And basically, I, I broke it down into little chunks, spring, summer, autumn, winter, got through it, did my assessments, did my assignments, and did the eight years and qualified as a lawyer. Wow, that is a long time, I have to say. I admire your tenacity. I'm not sure I could stay on one path for eight years. That's incredible. There was, there was plenty of variety. So first I had to do college to get the qualification. Mm-hmm. Then I went to university Then I did a postgrad and then I did a two year training contract. So it was broken down, but mm-hmm. it, it was tough in places and bringing up two young boys as well. I couldn't have done yeah. it without my parents. But then when I got there, this ultimate goal, I, I don't know what I expected, bells, whistles, a party, you know, <laughs> Popcorn, champagne bottles, corking. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of a flat feeling, and yeah, it's sort of an anticlimax. And I just thought, what next? I thought, oh, I know, I'll be a partner in a law firm, and it was very clear. I work for one of the top ten firms in the in the world now. They are, you know, one of the top ten elite. And I very realised that it would take me years to get to where I wanted to be. It was also. I felt like I was a number and it was a corporate yeah. culture, you know, and if I walked out the door at 5.30, I was a slacker, I was a part-timer, wasn't pulling my weight, even though I was there at seven in the morning, it didn't mm. matter. It was this work until midnight culture. I just couldn't do it with young boys. Mm. So I thought, right, okay, don't like it. Get out of bed. Don't want to do that anymore. I'll change it. And that's been my philosophy through all through my life. If I don't mm. like something I'm doing, change it. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I decided to set up my own law firm, mm-hmm. which I did and ran for eight years. And then one day I got out of bed and I wasn't enjoying that. Well, I actually broke my ankle yes. <laughs> and realised I wasn't enjoying that. And that's when I decided to set up a one-off awards event called Woman Who. Mm-hmm. And eight years later... Here we all are. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's so much. I did not know that, you know, that part. Of, I knew you had your own law firm, but I didn't know the stuff that went behind it. I didn't know that you left school with no qualifications, which just shows that, you know, you don't need those qualifications. It's OK for some people. I get it. You know, I didn't go to university. I, I left school with some good grades, but just university wasn't my thing. I just wanted to get to work and earn some money, the truth be known. I wanted to be a dancer then. So, so I went off and did my little dancing thing and then I had to get a real job to earn some money. But yeah. So, yeah. So lots of changes there from studying, becoming a lawyer. And then I love the fact that you said, then I wake up and I realise I don't like it or love it and then I'll just change it and do you think that's a philosophy for everything in your life really yeah I always say and I say this to to you know people I work with if you don't like what you're doing you're the only one that's got the power to do anything about it really nobody's going to come along and do it for you so you know if I don't like what I'm doing life's too short you know we're only here once it's not a rehearsal So if you don't like what you're doing, you have the power to change it. You can do something different. Yeah, you might not be able to do it immediately, but you can work towards that and decide, right, I want to be this. And Mm -hmm. so whatever I wake up and decide I want to be, I can be. 
Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. So woman who started, like you said, broken ankle. Um, so presumably you were kind of trapped at home, couldn't do anything, came up with the idea for the awards, and then it's grown into, you know, a, a really, I was going to say a machine, but that makes it sound quite impersonal, and it's not because I am a part of the academy and so I kind of know what it's like but you tell tell the listeners you know what it is to you and what it is that you've developed and and grown really I think the initial thing was I felt that that I'd been to so many awards I'd entered awards and there was almost a flat feeling very male orientated Mm -hmm. lots of men in suits and there's nothing worse than waiting for your name to be called out as the winner Mm -hmm. and you're not and you sit there and there's a flat feeling Mm -hmm. And you never got to go up on the stage. You know, somebody shoved an envelope in front of you and that was your certificate. And that was it. They were on to the next awards or the next thing. So it was like a, it was basically a bums on seat exercise to sell tables and and celebrate what tended to be. And I would never forget going to this one awards. And I went up to the organiser afterwards. I said, you know, there was not one single female in that lineup of winners. They did a shot at the end and it was all penguins. Really? Wow. There was a woman there. I said, yes, she was the wife of somebody who won an award. (laughs) so it really made and I I sort of thought I've got to do something about this and I'd had this idea 10 years earlier and I remember going to my boss at the time and saying I want to start some women in business events I want to make women inspired I want them to feel good about themselves I want them to be able to enter awards and and celebrate their successes and they turned around to me and they said women in business will never take off oh so I I, that's when I I walked out and basically started my own but you know what what the thing about that was you know women felt didn't have the confidence so the woman who was all about inspiring women to feel confident about putting themselves forward for awards and recognizing and celebrating those achievements Mm -hmm. and at the same time I was sitting on the FSB Women in Enterprise Task Force and they were all about empowerment and what are the barriers to growth for women in business so I was working on that so I was all about trying to get women to recognize that they were able to enter these awards so I literally I sat there with broken ankle built a website reached out to my contacts asked them to be judges said I've come up with this idea and 90 days later I work in 90 day cycles 90 Mm -hmm. days later I held my first and only awards or so I thought (laughs) and Federation of Small Businesses approached me and said we love this we want to be involved Uh, other people were coming to me and said this is something new this is different and I like to be at the forefront I like to be unique I like to be innovative and the awards just ran year after year after year and then everybody copied them yeah yeah but you know I tell you what I love about the awards because I you know I've been to a few of them now is that thing of celebration it's not so a few as a woman I can say this sometimes groups of women can be very clicky can be very unwelcoming can be very hard to break into and for me that's the complete opposite of the academy it's very welcoming it's very very celebratory it's very you know it's all about lifting people up and I think those awards epitomize that because everyone's like of course, they do care that they want to win, but they really like, oh, I'm so glad that you won type of thing. And I, I love that. And that's what I wanted to build. So everybody that is in the room that's entered my awards, whether they're a finalist or not, get to go on stage. 
they get to have their moment on stage. They get presented with their certificate. They get their photograph for their marketing collateral. And that was really important to me to, to give every woman that's put herself forward, that's taken the time to put herself forward, that opportunity to celebrate what she's achieved. So that for me is huge. And therefore, and you're right, everybody is there willing everybody else on and celebrating everybody else's success. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I've got a question for you. In fact, I've got a couple of questions for you. Have you ever had a moment when you suddenly felt everything shift or everything just became clearer and you knew that everything had just changed for you? Well, I have several times and I love, love, love that feeling. And I got to thinking, most of those times have happened at live in-person events. There's just something about the power of being with like-minded people who are looking for similar outcomes to you. And I don't know, just the all-round energy created that just leads to epic transformation. And that's what we're creating for you at High Vibe Live on June the 25th at Hogarth Hotel, Sully Hall. It's an event that's filled with expansive and informative content that leaves you feeling braver than ever, ready to stretch your abilities further than ever, and trust in what you are doing more than ever. Are you available for all of that? Does that make you feel fired up? Then you need to join us on June the 25th to experience High Vibe Live for yourself. Tickets are still available. They're under £100 for the day, and you can even spread the payment over three months if you're quick. So don't miss this opportunity to experience your own moment. Your transformation starts the moment you say, hell yes, I am in. Drop us an email at team at doorknowing.com and we will get you sorted. Now back to the podcast. that was part of the awards and then I was asked to set up a network to support that hence the woman who inspires network Mm -hmm. and then obviously the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. everything a cliff and so I had to think quickly and after crying and thinking about oh my god my business is going to go under as everybody thought what is this thing that's come and stopped everything Mm -hmm. I then thought about well I can serve these women online I've been using zoom for a year but just Mm -hmm people weren't and I thought I'm going to set up an academy and that's when the academy was born and we're just coming up to three years for the academy which I can't believe and that again people lifting each other up it's it's the only groups and and I know you've got your your great high vibe group as well Mm -hmm. which is, is similar in a way The groups don't knock each other down. There's no negativity. People feel comfortable to share their problems. You know, they're quite happy to ask for support, ask for help. And I think that's that's a culture change because I've been in other groups that have been quite toxic. And I didn't want that. I wanted it to be very empowering and an opportunity for women to come together to, as you say, to lift each other up. And that the Academy does that with the learning. Yeah, definitely. And I think there is, you know, you're right, I, I've been in groups and still come across groups like that. It's not a gone thing. A group of women do not always lift each other up, um, you know, which, which is quite sad. And that negativity as well, which, you know, I 
like I'm a Pollyanna on you know I find negativity quite challenging anyway I don't want to be around it and there's a difference between reaching out for support and putting it in that way than just you know being all like negative neggy about stuff so it is a great community that you've built it's you know it's fantastic and we will put the details in the show notes for for the listeners but I wanted to touch on there because business you know it's highs and lows we know that it's not all rainbows and butterflies all the time and when you mentioned the pandemic now I remember and I'm sure this happened more than once where you had to issue a hell of a lot of refunds because your event wasn't going ahead and I remember thinking at the time I mean it's probably a solicitor background of that but you know fair play that you've got the money there because sometimes in business it's money in money out that money could could have come in could have gone out and then you've got to like pull it from somewhere to refund people so what was that like well initially my venue turned around and said I got to pay in full so the solicitor in me picked fault in their contract and basically said you know, this yeah. is a pandemic, this is unusual. I'm not. And uh, I said, okay, if I've got to pay, this is my, my piece de resistance. <laughs> Very nice venue. And I basically said to them, well, if I've got to pay for all that food, I'm going to bus load in the homeless. And That's you can nice. feed, yeah. feed the homeless. And I don't think that was it. That wasn't said in, said in a derogatory way about no. community. But I said, if, if you're going to lay on all that food and you're going to charge me for it, you're going to serve that food. Yeah. In the end, they were forced to close the venue. Right. So... Yeah. It, it didn't happen but that was that was my plan I thought yeah. oh, if I'm paying for all this food it's going to be it's going to be et by people but then secondary to that Eventbrite tied up all my money and wouldn't release it right. to event. Yeah. so no I did have the cash flow there and I was very fortunate I didn't I remember sitting one day and processed 10,000 pounds with the refunds oh god yeah I mean that I, is hard I felt sick doing yeah. it and I just thought, had, had I not had that cash flow, I don't know what I would have done. Yes, yeah. some people didn't refund people over mm-hmm. events, yeah. but it was important. It was my moral standing. It was mm. my values, honesty, mm. transparency, was to actually process those refunds. And and people were very, they almost came to me and said, I didn't expect you to refund. Yeah. It was yeah. lovely the way they did that, but I did refund everybody. And then obviously as events started up again, and people were cautious so you know a lot of sponsors didn't want to sponsor it became challenging for different yeah. reasons and I think we're still not there yet post-pandemic I think uh, I agree I agree I think it started it's better than ever but yeah it's, it's funny I, so I went to an in-person networking yesterday for the first time in what felt like forever and I did actually enjoy it because I recognize I've been telling myself the story of oh, I don't like in-person networking. You have to brush the back of your hair and, you know, and it takes up more time as well because you've got travel time and, you know, all of that stuff. And But I actually really, really enjoyed it. And I thought, right, I am ready to kind of get back out there now as well. I'm the same. And I, I went to one last week and it was the first time I'd been in one for ages. Oh, God, I had a great time. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, I've got to do more of this. So I have, yeah, not, I don't think with, you know, I, you know, I sort of, my thing is about visibility. Mm. Visibility is about, you know, being at the forefront of somebody's mind. But you don't have to be in every room to do that. You just yeah. have to be the one that's took people are talking about in that room in a positive yeah. way. So there is you can give a perception of being everywhere when actually you're not. And there's that's what I teach and educate within the academy. Yeah. And I, I would say that to my clients. It's like, you know, you 
your people will think that you are everywhere because you're in those communities but actually you know you need to branch out as well and that that visibility piece and I know you are really passionate about educating people around visibility and stuff like that so what what do you think it is about visibility that because for me if I had to pick one thing out about the academy and yourself it is like Sandra it's visibility get visibility get visibility where do you think that comes from? Why are you so passionate about the visibility piece? And what do you think people can do to kind of up their visibility? Well, people buy from people at the end of the day. They buy from people they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask a group of people, what's the first page you visit on a website? They'll say the About Us page because yeah, they want to yeah. know about the people behind the business. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've got brands such as Apple and things, but there is a person behind that and people yeah. are intrigued about the story behind that you know you look at Richard Branson they it, they follow Richard Branson if you look at Richard Branson and Virgin and you look at the followers on his social media accounts his personal social media is far excels and, and exceeds the, the the company mm-hmm. so people are just nosy they are interested in the story behind the person so my theory on visibility whatever job I've had throughout the years I've been able to transition to do something new. If I woke up tomorrow and wanted to be, I don't know, a space cadet or whatever I wanted to be, or design shoes, that would be my passion, I think. And I wanted to be a shoe designer, provided somebody taught me how to do it. I could launch a shoe business overnight Mm -hmm. because I've got the brand of Sandra Garlic. The brand is there and I've built that. So whatever persona, whatever I turn up with tomorrow, people have bought into me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could be selling ice to... Eskimos it, it, it wouldn't matter because they've bought into me as a person and that's what visibility is it's the the ability for people to buy into you and that's where your raving fans come in yeah. you know, they don't care what you're selling they just yeah. buy into you and they want to support you and it's genuine I'm not saying you buy my stuff buy my stuff no. what I'm saying is you know we provide a solution to a problem whether you're selling a service or you're selling a product, Mm -hmm. you're providing a solution to somebody's problem. And if people have got a problem, you want them to gravitate towards you because you can help them solve that problem. And and that's what visibility is all about. It's about the person. It's come out from behind your logo. You know, people, as I say, they're just nosy. They just love interesting facts about people. And that's true because that's me. I'm like, ooh, you know, what's, what's, you know, and that's why I love doing the podcast because I'm finding out all this stuff about people that I kind of know, but I didn't know about them. And I love what you said there about, you know, you build your own brand almost, your name brand, if you will. And then it doesn't matter what you do, the people just follow you because they're into you. I, that's a really, I've not heard it put that way before. I really like that. Yeah. And, you know, a tip to anybody is buy your own name in a domain name, even if you're not going to use it. So I've bought sandragarlic.com, sandragarlic.co.uk. They don't point anywhere. They point to my about page on Woman Who because I thought, well, you know, one day I might want to launch my own brand and I might not do Woman Who anymore. So I need to protect that. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget about that. And, you know, if you can't get your own name, change it by Depaul. And- <laughs> Yeah, oh, what would I change mine to? Something like Princess Unicorn Rider or something like that. Brilliant. So we talked there about, for instance, when you had to issue all those refunds. And like I said, in any businesses, there's highs and lows. 
So how do you feel that you manage? What's your, you know, go-tos for managing those highs and lows and keeping yourself sane, if you will, in business? I try to find the positive out of every negative situation. So, you know, you break your ankle, you're on crutches for six months. I could have really, really just sat and wallowed in it. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I, I that first awards, I was on crutches, you know. So I, I, I try and find the positive from every negative. I'm very fortunate in that my dad had an amazing sense of humour. We used to laugh about every negative situation that we came across. You know, we'd always find the funny side. And I've tried to instil that, you know, I'm not saying that every day I'm, yeah, you know, because you do have down times and you do have challenges, financial challenges, as well as business challenges, personal challenges. Mm -hmm. And I've always been open and transparent about that. I say things as they are because there's nothing worse than seeing these people, putting them on a pedestal. You see all the social media accounts. They've got this perfect life. Life isn't like that. And as much as we would like it to be, you know, princes and princesses. It isn't mm-hmm. like that. In, I'm sorry, Dawn. It, it isn't like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, you can still find positive from negative situations. Yeah. And, you know, if I can't do this, I talk about, you know, the business journey as being a journey to a destination. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if the M6 is blocked, you yeah. find an alternative route. And it's the same in business. If your pathway is blocked, there's always another way. There's always a, diff- a detour you can take. So yeah. Yeah, sometimes I might take a few detours, but I get there in the end. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting that, and I think that's one of the benefits of having other people around you, whether that's, you know, formally as a coach or a mentor or a group of, you know, women community that you can go to. Because sometimes you get your head so in what you're doing, it's like, right, this is the route I'm using to get to that destination. And then that route becomes blocked, like you said, but you're unable to see the other way around it. Whereas somebody else would just go, oh, well, why don't you just do that instead? And it's, you know, blatantly obvious, but we're so in it, we can't see it ourselves. That's it. I always say every coach needs a coach, every mentor yes. needs a mentor. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we need that helicopter view, somebody to look from the outside in. And yeah. we're emotionally attached to what we do. So yeah. sometimes you have to be very careful when, when you are a man or woman in business. You know, you get entrenched in what you're doing. You think you're doing what everybody else wants, but actually you very rarely lift your head up to find yeah. out yeah. If, if that's what people really do want. And sometimes somebody coming and looking from the outside will say, well, and I can't be a coach because I can't ask questions. I just come up with all the ideas and say, have you tried this? Have you it tried is, this? Yeah. So, yeah, I tend to mentor people as opposed to, as opposed to coaching them. But mm. actually, you know, I, I still need people to tell me, mm. well, have you thought of that? And I do take on feedback yeah, and constructive yeah. criticism. And sometimes you have to ask for it because you do, you need that endorsement that what you're doing and delivering is, is not right but it is good and and it, you know it's it, and you need to innovate constantly as well mm-hmm. as i found with woman who if i'd just stayed static where i was 8 years ago and just kept doing the same thing i'd be long gone i'm yeah, constantly yeah. innovating tweaking yeah. embracing change embracing new ideas technology etc cetera, etc cetera. And I realise you can't stand still. You have to you have to adopt new practices and new ways of working and new ways of thinking. So on that, reasonably brilliantly. So what's next? What's coming up this year? Because we're still, as we're recording this at the beginning of March, what's going to be happening for Sandra Garlic and the Academy this year? Well, I've re-looking at the Academy model because obviously it was set up during the pandemic. It's 
yeah, it, it basically it's it's the start woman who is all about the start of a journey, whatever mm-hmm. entry point, whether you enter an award, whether you turn up for a networking event or whether you join the academy, it's a journey. And I want to enhance that journey. I'm not holding the awards this year. Very mm-hmm. tough decision to make. Yeah. But there are so many awards around now. And I've had personal challenges last year and basically burnt myself out, really. And I needed that time to to recover, to rebuild, to to look at what I'm doing and delivering. And there is some new things on the horizon for Woman Who. Uh, the awards will look a little bit different in 2024. I'm not revealing all the details. Sorry, Dawn, you're not going to get us. We're not getting the exclusive here. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, they will be a little bit different. I'm, as I say, I tried to be innovative. There will be another book coming out this year. I am a woman who, yeah. my own book as well. I want yeah. to do in on that. So there are some new things coming out and about. But uh, I, I'm constant. I believe in business. We have to constantly innovate. Yeah, definitely. And I wrote down there. You said about cancelling the awards. You know, and it was a tough decision. And you said there about burning out and stuff. And I just think you know that's really great for people to hear because a lot of people, I think, maybe even if they even recognise the fact that they're burning out or coming close to it, still then push on because they feel, and particularly women, I think, because we feel like we can't let everyone else down. We're quite happy to let ourselves down. So, you know, I just applaud that. And I think it's really important for people to hear that to cancel something that people have become used to. And it would have been so easy for you to go, I've got to deliver that. Yeah. And then God knows where you'd have ended up. And that's where I was, you know, just before Christmas. No, I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm, I'm not weak. I can do this. I can fight through. And I just thought I'm not going to be able to do I, I'm. Not that I'm a perfectionist, but I am a perfectionist. If I if I deliver an event and yeah, don't, yeah. you know where I'm coming from here, yeah, you know if I'm delivering an event, it's got to be the best event I could possibly deliver. Yes. I, I over deliver. You know, I want people to have a great day. It's about not just about the business side. I want people to enjoy the experience. Yes. I just felt if I was burnt out, they weren't going to do that. I wasn't going to be able to deliver what I wanted to deliver. And I just felt I'm let, I, I don't want to let people down. I don't want them to be disappointed. And I want to be able to give 200%. And I just wasn't in a place where I could do that. I just felt I just need to repair myself first so that I can. And, you know, mutual friends said you can't pour from an empty cup. And that is Absolutely. so true. So another friend said, use it as a sabbatical. So that's what it is. Nice. I love that. I love that. So I always finish the podcast with the last word. So this is where I ask the guests anything about their their last meal or their last holiday. So for you, I would like to know, I know you said you've got a a holiday coming up. What was the last holiday that you went on? I went to Florida to Disney. And I went with my son and his girlfriend and they sort of invite me and I sort of invite myself. But when they first taught me, they said to me, well, my son said to me, oh, well, mum, you were in all my memories of my childhood holidays in Florida. So you've got to come on this one. What that translates into, mum, you book everything, you organise everything, you uh, do the itinerary and you, you we just follow. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't want it any other way, really. So it was really lovely to go in December and have that sunshine when yeah. it's absolutely freezing in this absolutely. country. Absolutely. And then my other one, and I've got I've got something in mind, so I'm interested to see if you say the same thing. So what was your last great night out? Oh gosh, my last great night out. Oh gosh, 
I've not money recently. What did you not go to see a certain dancing person? Oh, Giovanni. Pinelli. Oh, she could see her face now. Oh, Giovanni. Do you know what? It's inspired by love for learning Italian, and I'm I'm, I'm learning Italian every evening now. Oh, wow. Okay. Just so I can go to Palermo, where he's from, and <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> so yeah, I I a year ago a contact of mine went to see Giovanni Panici at the theatre mm-hmm. and it had a VIP experience. I thought, I want that. So yeah. I bought tickets and forgot I'd bought them. Oh, God. I only remembered, I bought two two VIP experiences and only remembered when the reminder came through a week before telling me what <laughs> was going to be there. But, oh, my God. And I thought, oh, oh shall I go or shall I not bother? And yeah. then I thought, no, I'm going to go. Uh, invited a friend, said, do you fancy coming to this? We got there. We were one of the first in to see him and you get your own one-to-one with him. Oh, really? And he smelt gorgeous. Oh, I'm writing this down. I'm going to be all over that for next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So thank you for joining us today, Sandra. I, I'm loving chatting to people and find out all these things that I didn't know before. And I always say to everyone, I'd love to have you back a second time because there's so much, you know, still to talk about. Where can our listeners connect with you? And we'll put this in the show notes for them as well. So they connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter and on, I am on Instagram, although I'm not on there very often, and Facebook at Sandra Garlic or um, at Woman Who UK. And also, obviously, on the website, everything is on my website, womanwho.co.uk. Lovely. Okay, so like I said, we'll put that in the show notes. And that's it from us today. I'll be back soon with another episode. And remember, in the meantime, keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high.